Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another podcast episode of Daily Mind. It's I, your host, back once again with another Monday edition of the podcast. How is everyone's week so far starting? Um, it's Monday, much cooler weather, much comfortable weather. Um, a new start to the week, I must say. And uh, like any other week, you know, we made it. And a uh, round of applause for everyone that made it through the heat wave in one piece. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that shit was rough. Oh, no, we're not, I'm just going to let that ding-dong thing play. I'm tired of trying to suppress that. Um, it's a New York thing. Um, so, yeah, we made it through that heat wave. Now we are at the final stretch of August. Um, September is right around the corner. Um, and before you know it, we're all sipping um, pumpkin ice spice lattes and everything pumpkin this and pumpkin that. And I don't know. I think something, I think it's, I think fall is really relaxing. Um, just seeing every, all the orange and, you know, those colors and the themes and stuff. And it, it just kind of lets you know that you're just about right around the corner from the holidays. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm done with summer, uh, especially after this past week. Anyway, um, no funny stories to tell today. Uh, just kind of a run-of-the-mill kind of day. It's less hectic than it was these past couple of weeks, that's for sure. So without further ado, I'm going to get right into today's uh, episode, News Out of a Hat. Again, basically, it's my own little news segment I do every Monday or whenever there's an episode on a Monday. And I just kind of just run around looking for articles to read and just kind of give my little two cents into. Um, because Lord knows there's always some crazy-ass news going on around us and sometimes it's just worth it's just taking a a look-see in, in a more unconventional way and again i think what inspired me to do this and i've said it dozens of times was uh the weekend edition um if you ever watch snl they have that little weekend update thing that they do a little sketch thingy yeah kind of did that so i kind of throw a little comedy into the mix um just kind of going through all these articles and whatever's going on because you know not all the news is bad not at all. There is some good news out there, but it seems like lately I just run into a lot of bad news. Okay, so I'm already scrolling through. I'm trying to see what's out there, what's an article that uh that everybody's kind of been buzzing about and, you know, what's going on. Besides, like, Ukraine and all that shit and, you know, Biden's son. I'm just like, it's all the same run-of-the-mill shit, so I try to avoid those articles because I hear them virtually every day. So I try to look for something uh, a little bit different i guess you could say so i'm gonna see what articles i can find i'm kind of looking right now so please bear with me i don't really have a list of articles i just kind of go on the fly which is kind of how this show basically works all right so getting into it da, 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 da. what's a good article come on come on come on no i don't want to know about the ar-15 um so there's an article going around with a few articles saying that Biden is uh, President Biden is preparing new COVID vaccine for everybody. A lot of people just kind of let COVID just go. I mean, the, there's no more mandates and stuff like that. But I guess also it's around that flu season. So it seems just like even last year, nobody was buzzing about it during the summer. Just, you know, around this time now, it's it's kind of a thing. I'm going to get a little bit into that article. It's coming out of uh, American Military News. Um, Biden preparing new COVID vaccine for everybody. Says here on Friday, President Joe Biden announced his intentions to ask Congress for increased funding to develop an updated COVID-19 uh, vaccine for, quote, everybody. The Biden administration is preparing to push Americans to receive additional vaccines, claiming waves of the COVID-19 virus are still prevalent. 
Um, honestly, I don't think people are paying any sort of attention to that shit no more. I think we're, I think we're kind of past that. Not denying that it doesn't exist anymore, but let's be real to a point. The mandates disappeared. You know, it's no longer mandated to take the shot, whatever. I don't even hear anybody like talking about getting boosters or anything like that. So this coming around again is only just going to spark up more angst and anger and controversies and conspiracies to why they keep pushing and pushing it. The flu vaccine, the flu shot is one thing, I guess, you know, but now you got to take this too. So I don't think uh, too many people are going to jump on board with this again i i know i'm not i don't know i'm just not about this shit again um yeah and then you know this next article this is right around my way and you know i had a few buddies of mine talking about this shit now this incident happened no shit just a few blocks from where i live on the infamous tiny town road you know the road that i've spoken about many a time that is probably one of the most dangerous roads in clarksville so um yeah clarksville pd this is coming out of whop uh, one injured in Tiny Town Road shooting. Um, it says here, the Clarksville Police Department is investigating a shooting on Tiny Town Road from early Sunday morning that sent someone to Nashville Hospital. According to the news release, officers responded to tippers at 12.30 a.m. Sunday morning for reports of a fight in progress. Upon arrival, they discovered a male victim who had a gunshot wound to the lower chest. He was flown to Nashville Hospital, where his condition is currently unknown. No other information was immediately available, and the investigation continues. It's funny because Tippers is literally like a few blocks from where I live at. And again, this is one reason why I don't do bars and shit. And I didn't even know this was a thing until um, I was at work and some people were like talking about this particular incident. I mean, Clarksville past midnight at any bar is a bad fucking idea. I'm sorry. I don't fucking do it. And people were like, oh, well, why don't you go out and all that? That's one of the reasons I just stay the fuck away from all of it. All of it. So... The t details are skimpy, but if I was a betting man, I'd say this was probably like soldier related. I, I don't know. Maybe hopefully not. But, you know, you just never really know with this area. We have a high concentration of military members, veterans, retired and active duty um, because we're literally on the footprint of uh, Fort Campbell. So, yeah, that's kind of. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not too surprising. All right, so uh, let's see what other articles we got here. I'm just kind of going down the list, and I get so many news articles, and it's like, hmm. Um, oh, here's one. Uh, Carlos Santana deletes an apology for stating a woman is a woman and a man is a man. Damn. Damn, West Side Story. Uh, this is coming out of the source.com. The source is like the hip-hop magazine slash now website. Um, so he deletes an apology for stating that a woman is a woman and a man is a man. Uh, so the story goes here. It says Carlos Santana recently deleted his apology for saying a woman is a woman and a man is a man at his New Jersey concert. A uh, cell phone video of his speech went viral on Twitter uh, slash X after it resurfaced on YouTube on August 19th. In the video, the 76 year old musician spoke as his band played in the background and the crowd cheered. Uh, he quote says, uh, when God made you and me before we came out of the womb, you know who you are and what you are, he said. As the audience applauded, later on, when you grow out of it, you see things and you start believing that you could be something that it sounds good, but you know it ain't right. The Oye Komova singer continued, because a woman is a woman and a man is a man. That's it. Whatever you want to do in a closet, that's your business. I'm okay with that. <coughs> oh, damn it. Excuse me. <laughs> He then expressed his solidarity with the comedian Dave Chappelle, who recently fa faced backlash for his comments. Oh, 
<coughs> Sorry, these allergies are just fucking with me right now. Um, once again, he then expressed his solidarity with comedian Dave Chappelle, who recently faced backlash for his comments about the transgender community. The legendary guitarist apologized in the Facebook post saying, I am sorry for my insensitive comments. They don't reflect that. I want to honor and respect all persons, ideals, and beliefs. I realized that what I said hurt people, and that was not the intent. I sincerely apologize to the community <coughs> and everyone I offended. But he deleted the apology and replaced it with a post that stated, The energy of consciousness generates its own kind. Hate begets hate, and love begets love. <laughs> so, <coughs> in other words, he said something, and he, I guess, started catching flag, but then he just took a pause and was like, You know what? Nah, fuck that. I'm going to stay with what I want to stay. I know. I'm going to stand with what I said, and I'm going to go with it. So, you know, I kind of give him a round of applause on that. Now, again, you know, if you're going to say something, you might as well stick with it. Okay? You know, people are going to be upset at what you say. <coughs> and it's whatever. So, again, you know, you know what you said. You know it's going to catch flag. So why not just ride the wave the entire way? There's no need to apologize for what you said. And it's not just in regards to the LGBTQ community. It's whatever you want to say in this world. You understand what I'm saying? Your voice does make a difference. And you shouldn't have to apologize for what you say. <coughs> Jesus, allergies are killing me. I do apologize. You shouldn't have to apologize. I mean, you shouldn't have to apologize for what you said. You already said it. And it's done. Okay, so that's probably what he just thought of. And besides, he's 76 years old. He doesn't give a shit. He, he doesn't probably have enough time on his planet left. So what's the point? I guess he kind of looked at it. It sounds dark, but yes, that's probably what he probably thought. All right, so let's see. Let's find some more news articles. Let's go to some entertainment news. I'm kind of just bouncing around here, okay? Um, also, today would have been Paul Rubin's 72nd birthday. Um, as you guys know, he passed away a couple of weeks ago. It's no surprise. Uh, but yeah, it would have been his 72nd birthday. So, you know, rest in peace, Paul Rubens, and happy birthday to you. All right. Uh, hmm, Kid Rock. Okay, this this one caught me off guard last week. So he was spotted uh, drinking a Bud Light beer. Ooh. Now, this is the same guy that sat there and shot up cases of Bud Light. Okay, to make a statement about what Bud Light and their campaign with Dylan Mulvaney. Now, he got caught drinking a Bud Light, and people are just screaming hypocrisy. So, let's get into this article real quick. Uh, this is coming out of uh, the, 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 uh, Newsweek. Um, Kid Rock scores major win after he was spotted drinking Bud Light. Kid Rock appears to not only emerge unscathed after he was spotted drinking Bud Light beer, but also enjoyed a surge in popularity. The musician, 52 years old, was seen holding a can of Bud Light during a Colt Ford show in Nashville over the weekend. It sparked outrage by conservatives who had boycotted the beer band brand since April after it partnered with transgender influencer Dilly Mulvaney. Bud Light sent her not-for-sale cans with her face on them as a gift to mark the one year since she began her gender-affirming transition. Kid Rock, whose given name is Robert James Ritchie, came under fire for drinking Bud Light because he's seen... To lead the boycott after he shot up cases of Bud uh, beer with the rifle, declaring "fuck you, Bud Light." Uh, fuck Bud Light. Uh, also, it says, "quote Kid Ro Kid Rock has gone woke." Ben Collins of NBC News wrote on X, formerly Twitter, sharing a story from TMZ that reported on Kid Rock holding the Bud Light can. However, it seems the attention has been nothing but good for Kid Rock, who has seen a social media boom over the past 12 days. 
On Instagram, the musician gained an average of 271 followers per day from August 10th. And on Monday alone, he welcomed over 1,000 new ones. According to analytics site Social Blade, Kid Rock gained over 11,000 followers. In that time, it has almost 1.1 million on Instagram. Okay, so look. Kid Rock did not... All right, let, let's, let's go back a bit. Kid Rock was a drinker of Bud Light. He didn't like what Bud Light was doing. He shot up the beer. But that's not going to stop him from drinking Bud Light. The man loves Bud Light. He just doesn't like what the campaign is about. So, of course, he's going to go back. He already made his point. I guess what it is is that he already made his point. He's going to go back to doing what he do. He's going to go back to living his life. He's going to go back to drinking Bud Light. So there you have it. I mean, shit, look. Hypocrisy is everywhere. Yes, conservatives are going to be pissed off at him. But you got to think, he likes Bud Light. It, it, he drinks it. It tastes good, I guess. I mean, all beer to me tastes like fucking piss water. But at the same time, this man likes Bud Light. So can you be mad at him? No, you can't. He's going to go live his life. He made his point. He made it very obvious. He made it very clear. And the people listen. So all it is is just really good news for Kid Rock. So, uh, yeah. Good luck, good luck, Kid Rock. All right, um, hmm. All right, um, let me see. Okay, this guy, I keep hearing this Richmond North of Richmond singer, um, in this fucking song or whatever he came up with. This is coming out of the messenger, the messenger dot com. Uh, Richmond North of Richmond singer Oliver Anthony slams use of song at Republican debate. I wrote that song about those people. Hmm. Oliver Anthony has addressed the overwhelming response to his viral folk song in a new video statement. Uh, in the clip, he notably pushes back against conservative politicians who have championed him and calls out the use of the song at his week's Republican presidential debate. He quotes to say, I wrote that song about those people, he said, referring to the candidates featured on the debate. He also states more broadly that, quote, it's aggravating seeing people on conservative news trying to identify with me like I'm one of them. Anthony's news statement are noteworthy since it was approval from right-wing corners that first led to the song going viral after its release on the YouTube channel Radio WV earlier this month. They follow other statements in favor of diversity that had already upset his newly amassed conservative fan base. He quotes to say, The one thing has bothered me is seeing people wrap politics up in this, he said. Speaking about the response to the song from inside his truck as rain poured down outside. It's aggravating to see certain musicians and politicians act like we're buddies, like we're fighting the same struggle here. Speaking specifically about the song's use at the Republican debate, he said with a laugh, for them to sit there and have to listen to that, that cracks me up. Boring. I could have read a better story than that. Whatever. But, <laughs> I mean, I didn't hear the song, but lately I've been seeing a lot of memes about the song. So that just tells me that there's something controversial about the song like that whole uh try that in a small town song uh, get out of here with this shit all right um <coughs> let's see let me go find some more news i'm just bouncing around here people all right uh oh here's one coming out of nbc new york um new york and new jersey both among top states to live in for 2023 oh that that can't be good <laughs> That can't be good. New York and New Jersey has the best states to live in for 2023 sounds almost absurd. And I'm from New York. But I'm going to get into the article and let's see what it says here. Oh, boy, I got phone calls coming in. All right. This is coming out of NBC4 New York. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, boy. Give me a second here. 
Um, New York and New Jersey, both among top states to live in for 2023. Um, it says, well, here's something everyone around the tri-state area already knew, but it's still good to hear. New York and New Jersey were ranked as two of the best states to live in for 2023, according to WalletHub. The site compared 50 states based on 51 indicators of livability, broken down into five categories. Affordability, economy, education, and health, and safety, and quality of life. So which one gets the bragging rights? Sorry, New York, but that goes to your neighbors across the Hudson River. New Jersey finished second in the study's rankings, while New York was fourth, uh, the fourth best state to live in. Uh, I find that hard to believe. New York is a shithole. <laughs> I'm from New York. This place... There's no way. There's no way. New York and New Jersey? Okay, there's no there's no way. And I'm from New York, okay? And I visited recently. It's just not No, no. Um like I guess you know what it is? I guess people coming in from out these these, you know, gentrifi gentrifiers, you know, are they called implants? Perhaps they think so. But what about the people that um, <clears throat> what about the people that lived there for years? Are they the ones that are being surveyed? Because I don't know that that to me is just really sketchy. I, I'm hearing a lot of people are moving down south from New York. I don't know if they could, you know, to me, I don't know. New York is not the best place to live and I'm from there. That's the crazy part, but sure, whatever. All right. So let's see here. I got about 13 minutes. This is a rough episode because these allergies are already starting to kick up something crazy right now. And I'm dying here. So if you hear me sniffling, no, I'm not snorting a, a, a line. If you hear me coughing, no, I'm not smoking crack. It's just these allergies are really screwing with me. So bear with me. <coughs> Another story. This one is kind of terrible coming out of New York City. And this is, and this is funny because I just read this as the best place to live. But yeah, I'm hearing shit like this coming out of New York. This is coming out of ABC7. A family of four, including two kids, found dead inside Upper West Side apartment. I mean, this could happen anywhere, but this is just right after I read about New York being the best place. Uh, police are investigating after a family of four, including two children, were found dead inside an apartment on the Upper West Side of Manhattan with apparent stab wounds, according to police sources. Police responded to a 911 call for a wellness check on the fourth floor of 328 West 86th Street just before 3 p.m. Upon arrival, they found a three-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son dead in a bedroom, a 40-year-old mother dead in the hallway, and a 41-year-old father also dead in a bedroom. The man and the woman both suffered injuries to the neck, while the three-year-old girl suffered injuries to the torso, and a one-year-old boy suffered injuries to the body. EMS responded and pronounced all four of the victims dead at the scene. Police recovered multiple knives at the scene. The police sources told Eyewitness News that the victim's injuries was consistent with stab wounds. It's unclear whether this was a murder-suicide or police are still looking for a suspect. Oof. I mean, that's rough, man. Like, kids, dude. I mean, even the mob knows. No women, no kids. And that's something even I stick with. But at the same time, like, this could have been a murder-suicide. Who did it? I don't know. Or maybe it was somebody they knew or somebody that they trust that came and did this. But nonetheless, man, the kids. Like, I mean, nobody deserved to die regardless of the age. But, you know, the, the kids. Like, what, what, what message were you sending with? Now, usually a lot lately I've been hearing is uh, murder-suicide situations where mothers or fathers just, you know, they kill their kids along with themselves and shit. And this kind of sounds like it, but I don't know. I'm not an investigator. I guess we'll get more um, when, when, it, um, 
when it all comes together. Okay, but that to me is uh that's really really bizarre shit, and it's it's actually becoming more and more common now. So I I mean we'll see. We got to get it together though. We got to get it together. All right, uh, next story. Let's see what we got coming down the list. I got about ten minutes. I think I could squeeze a few more stories if I could find something worth reading. Let's see. Uh, give me a story. Give me a story. Oh boy. Yeah, it's a lot of, I like to read some good news sometimes. You know, if it comes to uh, if it comes to fruitation, like this story here. Uh, again, coming out of NBC New York, IHOP rolls out biscuits menu nationwide for the first time. Biscuits. All right, let's see what that's about. IHOP biscuits. Okay. Once again, coming out of NBC New York, uh, IHOP rolls out biscuits menu nationwide for the first time as the chain fights slowing sales. Um, it says the dine for the first time ever, IHOP is making its biscuits menu available nationwide. The dine brand chains, best known for its pancakes, have been branching out into different categories from burritos to savory crepes. After slashing its menu by a third during the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, the new menu items have largely focused on drawing in diners during lunch and dinner hours and attracting more takeout orders. IHOP has also brought back some old favorites such as its Cinestack pancakes. However, the chain's menu strategy hasn't been enough to offset consumers' cautious spending behavior. In the latest quarter, IHOP's same-store sales grew just only 2%, despite higher menu prices compared with the year-ago period. Since the brand Applebee's fared even worse, reporting a same-store uh, sales decline of 1% for the same period. Uh, shares of Dime brands have fallen 25% this year, dragging its market value down to $856 million. Starting Monday, IHOP sales and Dime brand stock could get a boost from its biscuit menu. The chain has sold biscuits in certain regions, such as the South, but it decided to take the plunge and bring them to menus nationwide. The new lineup includes a buttermilk biscuit, a breakfast biscuit sandwich made with bacon, American cheese, uh, cheese sauce, and eggs, a chicken biscuit sandwich that features pickle chips and country gravy, and a fresh strawberries and cream biscuit filled with cheesecake mousse, strawberries, and syrup. The breakfast biscuit sandwich with a choice of a side will be available until September 26th for $7 to appeal to budget-minded consumers. Hmm. So, hey, if you like biscuits, IHOP has them for you. And they have them in different varieties. A lot of these uh, casual dining places are struggling. Like, everything is becoming more expensive. Everything is becoming smaller. I've had a, I had a, um, a recent episode about shrinkflation. In case you missed it, check it out. But... Like, everybody is holding really tight with their pockets. Everything is going up. I mean, I've seen prices go. I've never seen prices go up so quickly in such a short period of time. It's scary. And then shit is getting smaller. But the prices are going up. Make it make sense. So people who are not going out as much, they're going out, but they're kind of not going out as much, okay? Not as much as pre-pandemic times, okay? Ever since then, you know, even though now we're no longer on the COVID leash, you know, people been going out, but now they just realize, shit, man, after all that, the prices just shot up. And, you know, now people are just a little bit more conscious. Well, hopefully, we'll start seeing um, these restaurants and these chains um, cater more to budget people right now, budget-friendly people. You know, people, everybody deserves the right to go out, eat, have fun. But, you know, shouldn't have to, like, pay a mortgage for it. You know, that's an exaggeration, but you get what I mean. All right, so... Let's see, running almost about seven minutes left. Let's see what we got here. But yeah, it's kind of crazy shit, man. It sucks to see it. I know everything gets so damn expensive so quickly. 
All right, so I think I can get a couple more articles out of here. Let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate when it's dry like this. I like consistent news stories and articles uh, come through, but it doesn't always happen that way. All right, let's go to trending news. Let's see what we got trending out there. <sighs> Boy. Wow, this is a... <laughs> I don't even know how this even happened. Uh, this is coming out of WHS, WHAS 11. I don't know where the fuck that is, but it's an ABC network. Um, let's see. This is, uh, oh, Louisville. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Louisville's um, LMPD officer arrested and fired, but only afters, only hours after graduating from the fucking academy. How? How do you do that? You just graduated. From the academy, and you already got fired? <laughs> All right. Luis, Luis Rodriguez graduated from the academy on Friday, and his first shift was scheduled for Sunday. Um, it says, coming out of Louisville, um, a Louisville police officer who just graduated from the academy was fired before his first day on the job. Louisville Metro Police responded to multiple calls for service and in relation to a non-injury collision in the area of Frankfurt Avenue and McCready Avenue on August 26th. Once officers arrived on the scene, they said they found several parked cars that were hit by a motorist. Police said the motorist was LMPD officer Luis Rodriguez was still in the driver's seat of his vehicle when the officers arrived. Through investigation, authorities said alcohol was suspected to be a contributing factor to the accident. He was arrested and charged with DUI. He just graduated from the academy on Friday and his first shift was scheduled for Sunday. Uh, LMPD uh, said Chief Jacqueline Gwen Villarreal immediately fired Rodriguez upon learning about the officer's arrest. Now, how the fuck you get fired on your day off, Craig? Like, that, that's crazy. So, sounds like to me he was uh, celebrating a little too early. Kicking back some cervezas and just decided to just go drive around. Hey, I'm a police officer. Er, skirt, pal. And then now he, is not, he got fired before he even started. Listen, people, like, get it together. Like, okay, you, you, you made some sort of success, some achievement. Be responsible and don't drink and drive. I don't care. Like, it just seems like people don't give a shit. Because people, one thing about liquor is that it's a confidence drink. So people are like, oh, I could drink a couple of drinks and drive. I've been doing it for 25 years. And then you fucking do some dumb shit like that. Now, it's funny because some of those veteran drink drivers, drunk drivers, they probably never ever got into an accident, but it's not worth it. You sure you still should not drink and drive. I don't condone that shit. Um, but there you go. So yeah, the man got fired. Unbelievable. Before you even fucking started. You are a loser, my friend. You're an absolute loser. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking stupid. Alright, so I could probably squeeze a couple more stories in uh Damn, that's fucking stupid. Alright, uh Florida is declaring a state of emergency as Category 3 Hurricane Idalia looms. Now, hurricane season these past couple of years have been kind of dry. I'm a big weather enthusiast. My favorite time of the year is to track hurricanes. But this one is actually going to make landfall. Uh, this is coming out of uh, the Tennessee vibe. All right. It says Tropical Storm Idalia is forming near Cuba's coast and is expected to become a hurricane by Tuesday, reaching Category 3 status by Wednesday. The storm is forecast to hit Florida with wind speeds projected at 115 miles an hour. This forecast has triggered concerns among residents. Governor Ron DeSantis declared a state of emergency for 33 counties on Florida's Gulf Coast 
and sent over 1,100 National Guard members into the region. In light of possible storm surge, hurricane watches and storm surge watches have been activated for Chokoloski to Indian Pass covering Tampa Bay. This indicates potential inundation caused by seawater along the coast. The approaching hurricane Adelia may also cause, I mean, sorry, cause flash floods, leading to substantial damage. According early evacu accordingly, early evacuations have been initiated in coastal regions, low-lying areas, and mobile homes. All right, so hey, if you're in those areas, and I don't know how many listeners I have in Florida, but um, it sounds like this is kind of a big one. I know, like, Floridians are used to hurricanes and shit, but nonetheless, I don't care how many hurricanes you've been through since Hurricane Andrew. Take it serious. If you have to leave, leave. Grab all your important papers. Make sure you wrap it up in plastic. Um, make sure all your cell phones are charged up. All your electronics is charged up. Everything. Make sure you got somewhere to go. And don't wait until the last minute. Just be careful out there. All right, I'll squeeze in one more story. One more story, and I am done ski here. Uh, let's see what we got. All right. I need a story. Give me a story. Give me a story. I want to just do one more story and I'm done. I'm trying to see a good one. Something worth laughing, maybe. Uh, I'm tired of hearing about Steve Harvey, okay? Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see. Anyway, give me an article. Give me something. Uh, let's see. I'm still looking. Just bear with me here. <laughs> uh, all right i'm gonna just go down this other way maybe if not i'm just gonna wrap it up like, let's see let's go to local news no no i already did local news uh ah, fuck it. let me see what's locally going on probably nothing oh, okay i got one and i'm done all right i came across this one it's coming out of wsmv for one of my favorite news stations here in uh the clarksville Nashville area shout out to wsmv uh man urinates on hot dog vendor from Jason Aldean's rooftop. I uh, will repeat that one more time. Man urinates on hot dog vendor from Jason Aldean's rooftop. Um, Nashville, Tennessee. A 22-year-old was charged after allegedly urinating from the rooftop of a Nashville bar and hitting a hot dog vendor on the street below. On August 21st, Thomas Benefield was cited for public indecency and assault for an incident that occurred on July 14th. The arrest report states that after the victim was, quote, splashed in the face and his body went fluid, he looked up to see Benefield urinating on him from Jason Aldean's rooftop. The report states security also saw Benefield urinating from the roof and removed him from the bar. Benefield admitted to police that he had urinated on the rooftop, but that there's no way that it could reach the victim. <laughs> police said the vendors looking to press charges against Benefield. God damn. See, this is why I don't deal with Nashville. I don't deal with the strip. I don't, none of that shit. I've been out here for two years and I barely even have walked the streets of Nashville. I don't deal with that shit. I've, I've seen, I drove through Nashville one day downtown by the strip. I said, fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> and I'm from New York. And I, but Nashville, I was like, oh no. Especially uh, a lot of Fort Campbell soldiers go and hang out there. So I definitely stay the fuck away from there altogether. But yeah, there you have it. All right. Oh, I think that was enough news articles that I could squeeze out all at one time. Now it's time to sort of wrap this show up. I'm I'm dying to hear with these allergies. It's killing me right now. I'm telling you, it's it's pretty fucking bad. So I'm gonna wrap it up uh, right now. All right. So hey, thanks for listening to this podcast once again. This was kind of fun. Um, tune in for the next episode whenever that may be. Again, I try to do it daily, but then I don't. You know, I kind of scale back a little bit. 
All right. So, hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And again, please tell your friends. Numbers are looking okay. Please, somebody send me an email. Damn, I haven't gotten one in a while. Let me know what you want to hear, what you thought of the episode, or give me an idea for an episode. I will look into it and definitely do it. Just give me something, all right? All right. So, hey, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and let's enjoy the rest of our week. Ciao.